Do you like hearing our sultry voices that'll warm you up like sitting next to a holiday fire? Well, imagine that, but visually. That's the Fantasy Daydreamers Twitch. Follow us, and you can catch all our content typically and our streams on there going Mondays and Wednesdays. You'll also get this very podcast. And it's at Twitch slash Daydreamer Media. Ian, hit that funky music. Chillin', what's chillin', y'all? Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. I am your host, JJ. You guys can follow me on Twitter at JJ Daydreamers. With me today, I have Keone. Hello! It's called a bait and switch. (laughs) 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 Gotta rail them in and get, get the real experience. And also for the real experience, follow me on Twitter at Daydreamer Keone. And intern Aaron is here. What's up, guys? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at AJC underscore Daydreamers. And you guys can follow the show on Twitter at FF Daydreamers. We also are on Instagram at FF Daydreamers. Go ahead and follow us there. Let's get into some news. All right, so the Browns have placed wide receiver Jarvis Landry, tight end Austin Hooper, quarterback Baker Mayfield, Head coach Kevin Stefanski, all on the COVID nineteen reserve list. There's more players. The defense. These are the players that are going to matter for fantasy. That's a lot. That, that's a big oof. Yeah, right they, there. You got to remember they do play Saturday <laughs> against the Raiders. Which so. makes this a lot more difficult to get players off of the COVID IR, even if they are false positives or negative tests, like we saw on Monday with Tyler Higby, where his results ended up being uh, false positives, and so he missed a game, quote unquote, for nothing because he, you know, was should have been eligible to play. Mm-hmm. But you still got to get under that timeline of passing those two negative tests within, you know, twenty four hours. So, yeah. yeah, they should use uh, whatever the NBA uses instead of whatever they use a bubble. Uh, yeah, the bubble. A bubble boy like Jake Gyllenhaal starring Loose, Jake Looser restrictions? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, the, the the test that they use. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, Rams wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. was also placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. He's been heating up recently, and this is going to cool him down. He well, does. Maybe he has a fever. So... Hopefully. Is that why he was heating up? You think the COVID was just slowly building in him? I, I don't know. It's just it's you know hot fever and got a fever, and the only prescription is the nope. cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> I did see an Odell tweet where he had said uh, in the past he said uh, COVID doesn't want any part of me, and I don't want any part of COVID. So it's a mutual respect. So it looks like uh, that's not COVID no longer looks like COVID him. no longer respects OBJ. That's so not how that works. Headline news there. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's just see the just say like you shall not enter. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in in bad terrible news, Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins looks like he will miss the rest of the regular season with a knee sprain. 
it's not official that he's going to miss the rest of the season, but it's looking like he will for sure miss this week's game and looking like the rest of the regular season, meaning his fantasy season is over. Oh no. It's because he had a drop. So he's he's too he's too embarrassed to uh to come and face anybody else. But yeah, we hope he gets better soon. Yeah. And hopefully he'll be in the playoffs for them, I yeah. guess. Because they're going to go to the playoffs, probably. Not guaranteed, I they, but... I think they can clinch this week mm. with just a win. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of more of what this injury is about. Not necessarily that he... Not that he's not injured, but like... St- let's rest you up. Let's rest you up and make sure that we're good for an actual playoff run. So, Yeah, and their running back, James Conner, he's day-to-day. Also, how you guys feel about James Conner? I mean, he's a touchdown monster this year. It's like the second most, yeah. right? Behind but, Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, yeah, Mr. Fitted. Mm. I need him to play. My my garage team cannot take anymore. I've already lost Christian McCaffrey. Lamar got hurt this last week. Oof. I'd had T. Higgins hurt and all that. Oof. Mixon's been nursing the ankle injury. Oof. And then James Conner. And I'm... I, I can't do this. I, yeah. I, Fatality. I need players to play. <laughs> if he plays, well, obviously you are playing him because you need him to play. But if you ha- were in better circumstances, if James Conner plays, are you playing him? I think he's earned that this year where he's proven that he's going to produce um, and they don't really have a whole lot else because Chase Edmonds still has not been activated. So yeah. um, unless it's one of those situations where chase edmonds get activated and then connor's uh still on the injury report going into the week i might be a little more hesitant but i think if he's active you play him uh yeah he's definitely like a if he you if you can play him regardless of whatever he has or injury or whatnot he's a guy who you can't not play because you would just be devastated for if he does well on your bench panthers have designated quarterback sam darnold to return from ir this is news we've been waiting for, guys. I mean, it's finally happened. Like, we we did it. We made it this far. We got here. You've heard of a two-quarterback system, but have you heard of a three-quarterback system? Matt Rule might do this. Oh, my goodness. How are, how are we delineating this pie? How are we spreading? How are we cutting up the field? You got to give Sam Darnold the most, then Cam Newton, and then okay. P.J. Walker just a Little slice. I say. I see Cam Newton's just like maybe red zone, if not like well, five yards. If I was in control, yeah. Okay. But Cam's red zone, and then you just alternate PJ Walker and uh, Christian McCaffrey. Or not Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Hell yeah, get Christian, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey be correct. No, yeah. you, you alternate Darnold and, and Walker, and yeah. then if you get in the red zone, it's Cam. I don't think Sam Darnold's going to play this week. He was at practice on Wednesday, but he was off to the side just tossing a football. So. Oh. Doesn't look like he's really practicing. Doesn't look like he'll be ready to go anytime soon. Well then. Jets head coach Robert Sala said running back Michael Carter will play on Sunday. He has been designated to return from IR. Do you believe Robert Sala or is it just coach speak? I mean, he seemed, that seems pretty emphatic. Uh, although, is... Can we bring back Mike White so he can get a ton of catches? <laughs> like, please. I mean, we can because he is indestructible. Or Josh Josh Johnson? No, Josh Johnson is on the Ravens. Now. <gasps> what? Sorry, practice squad. Dang. The real question is if is if uh, you feel comfortable starting Michael Carter if he's activated. It's week one of playoffs. They're playing Miami. Oh, I don't want to. Ten and no. seven. So no, I agree. I don't. I don't feel comfortable, especially with Zach Wilson, who hasn't showed like he's good for basically anybody else on that team. Yeah, yeah. 
Michael Carter is is a talent, but he's only a rookie. He his time will come, I think. Yeah. I don't think this especially, is the week to start. Especially him. not with the playoff implications. Yeah. Mm. No, no reason to risk it. And then Aaron, you already talked about a little bit. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, he is also day to day, did not practice on Wednesday. You're gonna have to wait for an update on this one. Uh, it's it's gonna be probably a game time decision. I mean, um, yeah, that's a tough one too because he is your uh, reliable. Well, I mean, he is a running quarterback, so that's very helpful. And if he is not in, then that means there will be no running from him, obviously. Uh, so yeah, that's a. Uh, I mean, it might be. I hate to say this, but it might be good for Justin Bateman or Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman, yeah, not Justin Bateman. <laughs> you know, any of the Batemans. <laughs> So take take that, uh, BoJack Horseman guy. Your friend is Jason Bateman's getting good yards. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, for sure. They play uh, Green Bay this week. So, but if if he's playing, do you play him? Because it is that ankle injury. I I don't. I think they. I believe they're in Green Bay as well. No, oh, no, no, they're, they're at home. They're in Baltimore. Um, um I just. With with it being the ankle, I don't trust that he's going to be as mobile as he needs to be. Uh, Green Bay's defense is very good, and I would just rather risk it with another quarterback. Is that it I, Huntley? It is Huntley. Okay. Is the backup? Yeah. yeah, I would rather take a shot on a waiver wire quarterback. Um, and- Tua or Lamar? Oh dang! Well, ooh, I mean, if it may, it's really easy if if we know one's not playing. But but at this moment we don't. I think, um, I think even if he's playing, I'd still take Tua. Like Tua's healthy. Yeah. I need if I'm going into the playoffs, I'm playoffs. trying to get a guy that I know is healthy. Going against the Jets, yeah, and is going to play. We're you know you know unless there's another injury, which you can't predict. But like you know that Lamar is not going to be 100 percent going into this game. I'm not going to take the chance that he toughs it out, is able to run, and. Put up points. And a big factor for Baltimore is if Lamar doesn't do well, that team doesn't mm. do well. So that might affect, you know, other aspects of your or whoever you're playing in fantasy. So it has a ripple effect for sure. All right. That'll do it for the news. Let's move on to our start sit questions. All right. First start sit question of the week. Playoffs are here. Sony Michelle versus Seattle or Rashad Penny versus the Los Angeles Rams. Two running backs going up against each other. Daryl Henderson seems like he's going to be back, right? Um, so he's currently on the code IR list. Oh, he's still there. Yes. So he that was as of a few days ago. Um, hasn't been an update um, because the Rams had the um, Monday, game. Monday night game. So I don't believe they've practiced yet this week. Mm. Um, so there hasn't really been any updates on that. Um, but I would expect Daryl Henderson to be limited because he was nursing the hamstring injury prior so, to going on the COVID IR. So I doubt that this is going to help in that recovery. Um, I'm leaning Sony Michelle here. Uh, I believe that. Um, so he's had a hundred percent of the snaps and 97% of the team snaps in the two weeks that he started. So he's clearly the workhorse guy. Mm. Rashad Penny had 57%, 57% of the team snaps um, for Seattle last week. He had the plus matchup. Yeah, he performed better, uh, 
better than Michelle did, but I just am going for volume in this play. And the Rams run defense is very good as we saw um, what they did against James Conner. So I think the better matchup is uh, Sonny Michelle. Yeah, I agree with you. Sonny Michelle, Seattle's rush defense is not good. Um, and the Rams defense is pretty good. And Rashad Penny, yeah, he's he's been stepping up a little bit, but still hasn't fully blown me away. He was a great waiver wire ad this week, but I don't know if you can trust him going against the Rams. If 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 I know Henderson is not playing, then I definitely go with Sony Michelle because you you talked about the snap percentage and he's had twenty or more carries in those past two games without Henderson. So that's that's a lot. Like that's just that's enough to be able to to play him, especially in the matchup, which they are the second worst in terms of a ru- uh, rush or running defense. Yeah. So Seattle is. So yeah, Sony Michelle. All right, next, Darnell Mooney versus Minnesota or Devontae Smith versus the Washington football team. Uh, Aaron brought up a good point earlier in the uh, the Twitch stream. So again, if you're uh, check that out for uh, some before and after action. Justin Fields has done well, like I guess the three out of the four most recent games, and so that's that's some good good news for him and that team and also good for Darnell Mooney and Minnesota, as we've seen, lets people stay in games. It's as if they want, they really, really want you to do well. And they're the, I guess the altruistic team, if you will. So, and then I feel Philadelphia is going to be run, run heavy because Jalen hurts is probably going to be back. So he's, um, I guess, for lack of a better word, selfish when it comes to running. So he's either going to run or Miles Sanders is going to run or somebody's going to run. Jordan Howard, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, anybody, because you never know who it is, except it definitely probably will be Jalen Hurts. But still, they can run the ball over Washington and not have to pass very much. And Devontae Smith has had has cooled off since his two games that were really great. So I'm going to go where, uh, with Darnell Mooney. Cause you got to show me the Mooney. I like it. Uh, I will go with Darnell Mooney as well. Just because yeah, Minnesota is going to allow them to be in the game. Darnell Mooney is clearly the number one wide receiver on this team. He has fallen off the last few weeks. Um, but he still leads this team in receptions, leads this team in targets, yards, and receiving touchdowns. And, I mean, he's looking at 7.3 targets a game. I mean, it, it's a team that's not very good, but they have to pass the ball to stay alive. Uh, Justin Fields running a little bit, I feel like, takes away a little bit from Darnell Mooney. He's not getting the, you know, 16 targets he was a few weeks ago. He's only getting seven or eight, six targets or so, but still, Darnell Mooney over uh, Devontae Smith, who could could completely blow up and have a great game, but he's definitely that boom-bust player, I feel like, against Washington. Yeah, I agree. Make it three for three. I got Mooney as well. Um, he's had the uh, past two games he had against Arizona and Green Bay, which are both, I'd say, top five or ten defenses. 
Poor performances outside the top 48. The three games prior to that, wide receiver 14, 4, and 4. And it's all volume-based. He's seeing seven or more targets uh, this past four games. Saw five on uh, last week against Green Bay. But that was not a heavy pass game, and it was a lot of um, like trick plays for Chicago. They scored on two deep, uh, like one of those like a little shovel passes, and the other one was a an end around. Technically, that was a, a pass that yeah. went for like seventy yards or whatever it was. So um, a lot of that was built into it. But Mooney's got the the volume play, um, and outside of just pure volume, you're looking for passing volume, which the Bears are using because they've been behind a lot. Um, I think that Philly kind of gets up early in the game and they don't necessarily need to throw the ball down the field and they don't even when they need to catch up. So yeah, I, mean, I think Mooney's the play. Yeah, Mooney's looking at a 25% target share for this team. He's the de facto it's, one. Yeah. Like, they Allen Robinson who? Mm. Yeah, like rough for people who drafted him thinking he was, you yeah, know. The one there. Yeah. All right, Zach Ertz at Detroit or Mike Gusecki versus the New York Jets. This one's really a toss-up for me. I think you can't really go wrong either way. Zach Ertz playing pretty well. DeAndre Hopkins won't be there, so you figure Zach Ertz will get a few more targets against Detroit, who is a terrible defense, or Mike Gusecki. So I think I lean Zach Ertz here just because Mike Gusecki going up against the Jets. The Jets' pass defense is bad, but their rush defense is so terrible that Miami should be able to run Maybe not. Miami doesn't really have a running back. Everyone's on COVID. That's kind of my thinking. That's why I'm going with Gasicki because most the the three main running backs that Miami has had, which were Malcolm Brown, um, Miles Gaskin, and Salvin Ahmed, all had been in the COVID IR uh, during their off week. Mm. We don't have a real status. You got to remember he, they went and got Philip Lindsay. Oh, he's on COVID IR now. Yeah. So their current running back room is they were, I believe they were talking to Lamar Miller. Lamar um, Miller. And they had Duke Johnson. So, you know, good run defense, bad run defense. They're not running with those guys. I think this is going to be an aired out game. And uh, Gesicki has seen uh, six or more targets in all but three games. Uh, meanwhile, Zach Ertz has had that happen uh, three times when he's been with the Cardinals, which has been since week seven. Um, so the volume has not been there for Zach Ertz, and especially with tight ends, you're looking for volume, and Gasicki is that guy. So I think it's uh, Gasicki this week. I got to go with Gasicki too. Duke oh, Johnson, damn, you changed it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I have to. Duke Johnson's the only running back there in Miami right now, and so I got to go with Mike Gasicki. Hmm. Uh, he is coming off an 11 target game, um, but he hasn't scored in like a really long time. So as much as I'd like to go with Kaseki, and again, you 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 said it right. You you can't go wrong with either of these guys. But my gut for me is telling me Zach Ertz. So that's that's just that's really what it comes down to for me. And so I'm just gonna go with Zach Ertz just because I trust that gut. It's the holiday season. Yeah. It's getting bigger. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with either of those plays. Those two pretty good tight ends this week. All right, last question here. AJ Green at Detroit or KJ Osborne at Chicago? Here's the tough part of this one. No news about Adam Thielen. Not a single word has come out of Minnesota saying anything about Adam Thielen. So I got to go AJ Green. I got to think for right now until i know about adam thielen i'm putting aj green in that starting spot against detroit it's it's going to be it's 
going to be hard for A.J. Green not to get some targets, have a shot at the end zone. If James Conner is missing, they're not going to be able to run the ball. DeAndre Hopkins is not there. Christian Kirk will probably step up, but A.J. Green should step up as well. So I got to go A.J. Green. And if Adam Thielen does end up playing or does not end up playing, yeah, this is the Uh, biggest what-if kind of one where you just really at this point, it's kind of we can't do you a full service because you know you you'll have more time before hopefully Let's, before because if if Adam Thielen does play you're starting AJ Green right Correct. for sure yeah, yeah yeah absolutely okay let's say Adam Thielen does not play KJ Osborne I I think I'd go with KJ Osborne because he's almost guaranteed to get is targets. that because Aaron I know AJ Green I, has hurt you in the past no no is no this? This is not an AJ Green hurt me in the past. Okay. I love AJ Green still. I was I was riding for him last year, even when he looked awful. Oh man, I was, Green! I was still be like, oh, he still got it. He still got it. now. He does. He kind of still has it, but he. I don't think he moves anywhere up the depth chart for Arizona. Where if Adam Thielen's out, KJ Osborne moves to the number two. AJ Green right now is like the third or fourth option. I think he stays there. I think you just see more involvement with Christian Kirk. Maybe you get Rondell more action, more actual downfield targets, and you have Zach Ertz still. So I think that AJ Green kind of has his role secured. Where if Adam Thielen's out, KJ Osborne takes that step up and is clearly the number two guy uh, for that Minnesota offense. So that's why I think that if Thielen's out, Osborne's to play, and if not, uh, then AJ Green kind of gives you that baseline of mm. you know six yes. or seven targets. Yes, it's not going to be pretty. He's not going to break a lot of tackles or you know have breakaway speed, but. He's going to get targets, and he's going to get some catches. And he'll probably find the end zone. Um, so that's that's another thing. That's a big thing. Um, and then the also thing about this is, even though it's somewhat unrelated, I think James Conner, like, whether he might play or not, that's a big factor because I could easily see this being a James Conner, I'm still in college where I'm the only one scoring, and I'm going to get, like, five touchdowns. It might not be that much, but still, I think James Conner yeah. has that ability, especially against Detroit. So it's it's up in the air. Um this is full of caveats, but I'm going to go with yeah, Thielen's out. Go with KJ Osborne. But if he's not, then go with AJ Green. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our playoff studs. So as we keep saying, week one of the playoffs is here. It is upon us. So here are some studs for you guys to start in your playoff matchups. I'll go first. Brandon Cooks, wide receiver for the Houston Texans. He is the wide receiver 24 on the season right now, and he's finishing the top 24 wide receivers three of his last six games. I know that doesn't sound great, but I'm looking for those fringe players. Um, He's averaging 8.4 targets a game. He's 11th in the NFL in targets and receptions, 20th in receiving yards. This week, the Texans play the Jaguars, a terrible defense Defense who are 11th in points given up to the position. Brandon Cooks, even with Davis Mills as his quarterback, he is really the only wide receiver on this Texans team, really the only bright spot on this Texans team uh, for fantasy. And I think this is a week where you can start Brandon Cooks up. All right, I'll go ahead and jump in here next. Uh, we got a combo of people for my uh, playoff studs. Uh, we have Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. I think they are both extremely viable. Uh, Melvin Gordon has been a top 30 running back in his last seven games, which includes um, number five overall finish last week, 
uh, and then another pair of top 12 finishes uh, three weeks ago. Um, But what we do see is that for their matchup, um, the next three games, they have the third easiest matchup for running backs uh, for teams that have allowed points. So you look at it, and it's um, teams that they should be beating, and then week 17 is the Chargers, which Mm. is likely to still be a close game. Uh, They woke up on the Chargers pretty well the last time they played them. I think it's a little bit closer this time, but I don't think it's a blowout, which that's kind of what Denver wants. They want to keep it close, be able to move the ball, control the clock, and both guys are viable. Javante Williams, his last three games, he's been running back 8-1-8. and eight. So he's hitting that hot stretch. And yeah, that, uh, that first overall finish was the week that Melvin Gordon was out. But what that shows us is that even when they're both playing, they're both fantasy viable. You know, both guys finished in the top eight last week. Um, I think they're both smash starts throughout the playoffs. Yeah, so similarly to to Aaron, I'm picking people that you can probably play or should be able to play throughout the playoffs. And so you can kind of use these guys, not just for this week, but through weeks 15 through 17. So my first guy is another is also a running back. It's David Montgomery. Uh, he did this last year. You know, in this this last stretch, and he's primed to do it again. So, if anything, you can call him Playoff Montgomery. I don't know, <laughs> Playoff Monty. Yeah, Playoff Monty. There you go. Um, you know, he went off in the 2020 season with a cushy schedule, and this year he's got another schedule. It's like biting into a nice cheesecake. It's light, it's fluffy, and you know they make a stop in New York. So, um, nom 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 nom. <laughs> it all works out. <laughs> um, he faces Minnesota this week, which is ranked 22nd versus the run. Garbage. Um, and then they face the Seahawks, which are 31st. Garbage. And then they face the Giants, which are 24th. Garbage. And this is all as of after week 14, so that might change. But um, given the matchup and that they're facing David Montgomery, I expect them to not improve in those defenses. And he gets involved in the passing game as well, which is really key. Uh, and because he's had nine and seven targets the past two games on top of his carries, which were like 20 plus and then only 10 last week, but still like he catches the ball and that's really important as a running back. Uh, so he is, uh, is good. And this time of year, that's when it really matters. Yeah. And not just that, but since he's been back, he hasn't dropped below 70% um, snap count throughout the whole game. So we saw Khalil Herbert a little bit prior to the injury where he was getting some more run but it's been the David Montgomery show since he's come back. So that's another thing you're looking for throughout the playoffs is guys that have high volume and good matchups, which is what uh, Montgomery has. Three rounds of the playoffs. If he gets you through all three, can you call him three-round Monty? Double down on three-round Monty, too? Like, <laughs> bravo. Bravo. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, that's, I hope. Uh, now I hope. Yeah. We're rooting for it. Yeah. All right. My second player, Brandon Ayuk. Wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. Ayuk has been so up and down this season, mostly down. But they play the Atlanta Falcons this week, who are fourth in points given up to the wide receiver position. Garbage. Last week against a much better defense, Ayuk saw 10 targets for 62 yards and scored a game-winning touchdown, diving into the end zone. Beautiful in overtime. Debo Samuel has been... The wide receiver won there, but he's been moved to the running back position these last few games. He only saw one target against Cincinnati, one reception. George Kittle falling out. You, you 
can't stay away from that. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But maybe that helps out Brandon Ayuk a little bit, opens up the field. You know, defenses have to pay attention to George Kittle. Since week eight, Brandon Ayuk hasn't played under 88% of the offensive snaps, so that's what was really holding him back early on this season. Kyle Shanahan was not playing him these last eight weeks. He's been playing him over and over. He's in the game. He's playing well. Debo, not really a factor. Kittle helping him out. And if you look at the rest of his schedule, they play Atlanta this week. Then they're at Tennessee, which is not a great defense. And then versus Houston in your championship. So That's that's nice. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk. I think he's a guy, much like your players, you can start going forward every single week of the playoffs. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and piggyback off that because my next guy is Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback for the 49ers. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Now, 49ers, uh, for their matchups versus quarterbacks, have the third easiest playoff schedule. And the big thing here is that the 49ers are pushing for a playoff spot, so they need to win. You may see some of these guys now with the one playoff uh, by this year. You're probably not going to see too much resting, especially with how close everything is. But you will see some of these contending teams or non-contending teams rather not have guys in there. Like we've seen like, you know, uh, Detroit maybe not starting TJ Hawkinson if he suffers an injury or DeAndre Swift, things like that. The 49ers are going to be pushing forward with this with Jimmy G and all of the pass catchers are finally getting healthy. You're seeing George Kittle out there. You're seeing Brandon Ayuk who's been out of the Shanahan doghouse now for a few weeks using him effectively. Debo, yeah, he suffered the groin injury a couple weeks ago, but they're using him smartly and effectively, and they're getting him the ball, whether it's off runs or short passes that get him into open field. So um, the 49ers, I think, are using all of their targets effectively and creatively, which is a big benefit for Jimmy G, and I think you can start him going forward. Yeah, and he's going to be great. I mean, they the 49ers need they him need to, to do good yes. to get him in, off in the trade. and get, and Get rid of him. Yeah, because, like, think of it this way. Like, if... Jimmy G wasn't playing well. They have no reason to start him. Exactly. Like they have Trey Lance in the waiting. Like there's no. He's reason. already played. He's. Yeah. It's not a Jordan Love situation where it's mm. not like oh we need him to sit on the bench. No, like they're if they had a better option they'd be playing him. And right now they think that Jimmy G is that option, and so I think that he's my option going forward. So. Yeah, San Francisco has been has caught fire in at the perfect time, and another team who has caught fire that will go ten and seven is the Miami Dolphins, and that's thanks to Waddle Baby, Waddle Baby, Waddle Baby. Yeah, get it in there, back it up. In the end zone. Okay. <laughs> uh, they faced the Jets this week, which, quote-unquote, is their worst matchup for the receiving position. I think, as according to ESPN, they're the eighth defense against the position, but they're still the Jets' like defense. You're, they're bad. Like they're, despite what you know that that riddle that red mark says, they're still the bad Jets defense. And uh, after that, they face the Saints, which are 25th against the receiving position, and then they face the Titans, which are the 31st um, against the receiving position. And he has been a key element into this offense doing well. He seems to have really hit his uh, like a rhythm with. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, which is really important, especially for that you know rookie uh, rookie player, and um, he's gotten a ton of targets as of late, 
Uh, he had nine targets, ten targets, eleven targets. I don't know if that pattern will continue, but it would be amazing. I mean, before that, he got six targets, but then before that, he had ten and twelve the weeks before. He is getting the ball yeah. like thrown to him. Yeah, they've they've turned him from the gadget guy into the the guy you spend a first top you know five pick on, which is your number one wide receiver. Like he's evolved into that through the year. And we've seen it where that you know it starts off with the short passes and the like the Debo stuff. Mm-hmm. They're using him effectively down the field now, yeah. Like actually as a wide receiver instead of just like a slot guy that they can get the ball to and let him create. Like he's taking that next step to becoming a stud wide receiver. Yeah, and much like you said for uh, Mike Gesicki, we don't know about the running back situation, so they're gonna have to pass in these games. And that's just only going to benefit him because he seems like he's their number one guy. Yeah. So Jalen Waddle, play him throughout the playoffs. I love it. I love that pick. All right, that'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, if you guys like our content, like, subscribe, wherever you guys get the podcast. Head over to our website, fantasydaydreamer.com. You guys can find all of our content there. And remember... Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.